Welcome to the Bookkeeper's Voice, an informative and entertaining podcast for bookkeepers who love small business. Each week, Amy Hook explores new ideas and shares real-life stories along with inspiring guests from both inside and outside the bookkeeping industry. Every episode will leave you with a fresh perspective along with industry-specific tips and insights to help your business and your clients' businesses thrive. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of The Bookkeeper's Voice. My name is Angie, and I'm here to go through another throwback episode as part of our exciting end of financial year throwback series. Today, we are going to be talking about improving your knowledge, reducing your risk, and winning more bookkeeping clients. That's right, folks, we're going to be talking about bookkeeping and rescue jobs. Now, if you know our founder, Amy, you will know that she is passionate about doing rescue jobs, and she absolutely loves health checks. But as many of us know, there are always so many questions to ask yourself when quoting for one, and it can seem really overwhelming once in a while. Thankfully, once again, Amy loves doing this kind of work. In fact, she thinks it's actually fun, which I find a bit funny because the concept of doing health checks and rescue jobs for me is really overwhelming. In leveraging her passion and wealth of knowledge, Amy has created a masterclass to help benefit your business if you are like me and think that these kind of jobs are a bit overwhelming. While it is, will be giving you valuable time back into your day as a business owner and bookkeeper, you will also be able to streamline your process to make it easier to do more of these projects ongoing. In this masterclass, Amy runs through an 80-minute training session while also providing you the following templates to streamline your process and systemize your quote quoting procedures. These templates include a health check report, a health check template, a pricing table, email templates, initial consult forms, proposal cover letters, engagement letters, and legal T's and C's, which is all pretty awesome. <laughs> Who doesn't love these kind of templates? The reason why these are so important and revisiting your health check process ongoing is so important is because as your business evolves, so does your business processes, procedures, pricing, and most importantly, how you implement your, your health checks for your clients. This is why we have decided to reshare this fantastic episode we are about to listen to together. Although it might be a bit older of an episode, it is still as relevant as the day we launched it and will serve a great reminder for those taking on new jobs and one-off jobs during this busy end of financial year season. And to be honest, whether you are a bookkeeping veteran or a newbie, this is a must-listen episode and I even suggest our savvy members to re-listen to it on a yearly basis to make sure that anything they need to change or improve, they can. So 
let's improve your overall profit and reduce the time it takes to implement the health checks that we are all doing as bookkeepers to have an ongoing and lasting effect to not only help us right now during end of financial year, but throughout the year as well. All right, guys, let's get into health checks and enjoy this awesome episode. Hey, welcome to the Bookkeeper's Voice, the go-to business management podcast for Australian bookkeepers running a business. Tune in for practical lessons, inspiring stories, guest speakers, and resources to help you work smarter in the way you do business. And now your host, Amy Hook, is here to help you build a more profitable business while creating a savvy brand that your clients will love. Today, everyone. Happy Friday and thank you for joining me again. And I'm very excited. I told you that I'd have a special topic for you today. And so because it's the fifth Friday of the month and so that doesn't happen all the time. So uh, I thought I might do a special topic today. And so I was trying to think about what I should do and I actually had no idea. And then it dawned on me. So I was scoping out a job, doing a proposal today for a potential new client. And I thought it would be quite interesting to talk about this because I've, it's actually um, revisiting a quote for a client who I mentioned in one of my previous podcasts. Actually, I think it was last week's podcast. So obviously you can go back and catch up on that if you missed it, but here's the update. And I just thought I've got to jump on and talk about this because this is a great lesson to continue on from what I talked about. Now, this is something that's super important. It's so important that I'm actually going to run a webinar on this topic that I'm going to talk about today. So the topic is how to do a bookkeeping health check and quote a job. I know, it's very exciting. I'm as excited as you are. So let's jump into it. So remember last week I was telling you that a client came to me and asked for a quote and I was a little bit kind of, um, a little bit concerned about the situation. So I was tempted based on how easy the client kept telling me that the job was going to be. I was a little bit tempted uh, to quote him on the job, but my husband reassured me that I should follow my own rules and stick to my own way of doing business. And I'm so glad that I did. So I said last podcast, I told you that I'd sent a quote to this client. Um, he, you know, he told me it was the, the job was going to be really easy, but as he started to explain it and the more I asked questions, it sounded actually quite complicated. And he kept telling me how easy it was and all that kind of thing. And anyway, I forgot to ask him for access to the data file at the end. So I mentioned that I need it, but I forgot to actually ask him for it. So I said in my quote, um, I did the quote anyway without having access to the data file, but I said pending health check. So thankfully I listened to my husband. Anyway, I thought when I sent him through the quote, I thought he'd just look at it and go too expensive. Like I think it, was, it wasn't much. It was only like 160 a month and maybe a $500 catch up fee. So anyway, I didn't actually hear back from him for quite a while. So I did hear from um, one of the accountants that I work with who I'd referred him to. He called me and said, what's the deal with this guy? Anyway, I was sort of hoping he wouldn't contact me back because I was thinking, I really hope he doesn't accept the quote. But anyway, he did contact me this afternoon and he said, hey, I'm just following up on the quote. And I was thinking, well, I did actually ask you for access to the data file, which you haven't given me. 
So he gave me access to his data files and I went in there. So he did actually withhold the payroll access, which I didn't notice until the end. But anyway, I went through, did a health check of the data file, made some comprehensive notes on, um, you know, some of the issues that I found in there. And then based on what I found in there, I actually amended the quote. Anyway, to my non-surprise whatsoever, um, I went in and when I altered the quote, it turned out that the ongoing fee was about three times as much and the setup fee um, the onboarding fee to catch him up was probably about four or five times as much. And so I'm really, really glad that I did the, the health check and didn't take his word for it. But thankfully I trusted my gut feeling, which was that something just wasn't really sitting right about how he didn't really want to answer my questions and things like that. So anyway, ju just before I jumped on the podcast, he'd actually sent me an email and he, he just basically replied, replied within a few minutes saying, thanks, Amy, that's way out of my scope. Thanks anyway. And then he basically told me how I'd gotten it all wrong. And <laughs> then he told me that my original quote was more on the money. And I thought, okay. And so I actually just replied to him. I said, hi, Mark. I understand that you can't afford our fees. The original quote was based on 150 transactions a quarter, which was what you originally told me. But when I checked the data file, there's actually 150 transactions per month. And it was based on the file being straightforward. But after investigating, there's been multiple issues with the file. I included this um, specific BAS at no charge because he said the one thing that was wrong with my quote was that I'd charged him for a BAS for this specific company. But I'd said in the quote that it was no charge because there was nothing to it. Um, and I said to him, look, there's no way that we can go lower than this, but thank you for your time and all the best finding the right bookkeeper. Thanks, Amy. And I was actually really relieved. I said to my husband, I said, like, he, he's not going to accept the quote, like either that or, he, you know, on the, on the off chance that, you know, maybe the, the fact that when he approached me, it, you know, I'm able to straight up give such a, you know, detailed report about the condition of the file and to be able to give a fixed price quote without any uh, qualms whatsoever. So I would think that, you know, a fairly uh, decent, straightforward business owner would actually, um, you know, they would feel confident in the, the level of confidence that I had in to be able to quote that job. And I actually think like, even though my quote was so much higher, I actually believe that, I mean, I, obviously I'm not going to be able to ever find out unfortunately but my suspicion is that if he gets quoted by someone to do it by an hourly rate and they end up doing that file I think he's going to end up paying maybe twice as much as what I've quoted him and I know yeah like I guess on some level it is disappointing because I did spend for about 40 minutes doing the second quote and that included the health check. And so, but I tell you what, that was a wasted time. And uh, I thought to myself, I've got to jump on. This is what I'm going to do the podcast on because just all of the various lessons that I learned through this process. Obviously, I shared last week about the lessons that I learned about trying to bypass my own um, system and ignoring my gut feeling about the client and that kind of thing. But going through the process, like, I guess I just kind of, it really made me reflect on where I'd come from in terms of, you know, the way that I used to try and win jobs before I 
understood how to do package-based pricing and before I developed my pricing method and got to, you know, try it out with hundreds of bookkeepers. And so, it's yeah, it's just been really good. And I kind of thought to myself, I've learned so many lessons during this exercise that I'm actually going to run an online training webinar and I'm going to, I'm going to actually show you, I sort of thought to myself, wow, like I've really come such a long way. I remember back in the day, I used to believe that, you know, it's too hard to scope a rescue job. It's too difficult to estimate sort of like a, how long's a piece of string and, you know, you never know how long things are going to take. And I can say with full confidence that I quoted that job, uh, yeah, very well. And not just um, for me, but also for the client. And so it's funny, even as we speak, the, the client has actually responded back to me and yeah, he's, he's basically telling me how wrong I am for my quote and that it can just take a matter of minutes to reconcile. And I know for a fact, like it's very hard. It's, you know, it's going to be very hard to work for somebody who thinks that everything just takes like two seconds, you know, I've worked with people like that in the past and it's just really not what I want to do because how can you possibly feel valued when he's like, he's telling me that I can reconcile his whole file in a matter of minutes, but he doesn't understand that, you know, that I require him to provide the tax invoices and that there's this whole process involved in that. And I'm not really, it's, you know, I'm not going to go out of my way to explain that to him. I have explained it to him in a fair bit of detail. So the health check that I did gave quite a decent recommendation. And, you know, like I've probably saved him a few hundred dollars in, you know, the next bookkeeper that he goes to, he'll be able to give them that list. And that's going to save him time, especially if they're billing on an hourly rate. So basically, what did I learn today? Well, I think there's three main things that I learned. So the first one is that you can scope a rescue job and it is actually not that hard. So this is such a common thing that we always say all the time. Like I remember I used to always say, oh, you know, you can't figure it out and how long's a piece of string and all this kind of thing. But it really comes down to the health check, the bookkeeping health check. And if you know how to do properly, properly do a health check and if you know how to properly price your package then you actually can scope a, re a rescue job and it's it's not that hard and so that that was definitely the first thing that I learned so as I was going through I realized like wow I've actually come a long way in being able to learn how to do this it it, it, it is a skill it's like a muscle that you have to work and then once you get better and better at it you you just become more and more agile at it. And also there's, you, it's, you just go into a lot more detail in what you're able to recognize uh, when you're doing that. Now, the second thing I learned, which I guess I've already said this before, but that it's that there's no way you should, you should ever quote a job without doing a health check. And I don't care if you're on hourly or packages or value pricing or whatever other kind of pricing there is. You definitely need to check the file and of course as you heard in my last podcast episode I was attempted to skip that part and thank you to my husband I listened to him and I actually did that 
I made sure that I followed my process. So by going into the data file, I'm actually able to see what's going on and I'm able to actually see that there's a mismatch between what the client is telling me and what I'm actually seeing in the data file. Now, I don't mind how many times the client emails me and tells me that I'm wrong and that it's just as quick as he thinks it is because I know what I can see in there. And going in that data file was a, a real eye opener. And as I started, you know, I looked at the first, I, I picked the smaller data files first and had a look in there. I thought, oh yeah, okay, it looks all right. And as you start to really dig into it and you start to look at all the different elements that you need to look at, and there's actually so many. And, you know, normally when I've been doing my quotes, I don't normally document everything in the quote, but I actually, what I did was I actually documented it into the quote. And the reason that I went into so much detail this time, thankfully, is because I did feel that this was going to be a risky client. And so I wanted to go into as much detail as possible because you need to protect yourself. And that's what the scoping is all about. It's not just about giving the quote, but it's about protecting yourself based on the quote that you've given. And so that was definitely something that I learned. There's no way you should ever quote without doing a bookkeeping health check first. And if the client doesn't want to do it, then, you know, you have to think to yourself, why? <laughs> do you know what I mean? So anyway, the next thing that I learned was that it feels really good to quote for a job when I don't care if I get it or not. It's, it's actually really good. So when you meet these kind of like strange oddball clients and you kind of think to yourself, Oh, I don't know if I really want to get this job. These are really good ones to practice on because you don't care, you know, and I mean, like, I don't really care these days anyway, because my goal is not to be a bookkeeper. I want to be a bookkeeping business owner. And also, you know, I do have my other business and that kind of thing. It definitely keeps me busy. Um, you know, so I, I I'm kind of at my capacity at the moment anyway. So it sort of felt to, it sort of felt good to be able to go into a space where I was quoting for a job because I remember when I first started off the hook and I felt like, I don't know, I was always so desperate to get the job and it wasn't just about the money. Like it wasn't really even about the money. And, you know, I guess back then I probably thought, oh yeah, it is about the money, but I think it was more of a, oh, I don't know. Just like, I don't know. I just, I just didn't like being rejected. I didn't like people saying, no, um, you know, for, for whatever reason. And also I just, I guess I just really felt that I wanted to, you know, prove myself that I could help this particular person. And also I sort of a part of me didn't trust that something else good would come along. And so I was impatient a lot of the time. I was just like, okay, let's just go, you know, like even if I, if I had capacity or I didn't have capacity or I didn't have a good feeling about the client or, you know, some of the clients, back in the day who approached me like they just made me feel really anxious and that's how this guy made me feel except that I was paying attention to it this time whereas last time I was like no 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 it's just me I'm just being negative you know I'm just being judgmental or whatever and so that's you know I did notice that feeling I thought mm, something's not adding up here and I thought hmm, maybe I should trust that instinct and then I'm like oh yeah but you know be kind of cool to you know well, I don't know. I, I didn't really even think it would be cool to get the job. It's just like, I kind of, I think for me, it was more with this guy. I really want to say no, but I, I don't know. I've never actually said to a client, I don't want to work with you. <laughs> so I think that's what it was for me. So I was like, okay. Um, I have actually done a little thing about this. I, I took a note somewhere. I think it was just an audio note. I haven't turned it into a blog post yet, but one of these things that I was planning on speaking about one of these days is, is it ever okay to um, like price someone out because you 
don't have the courage to be honest with them. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really think that that's necessarily a good style, but hey, I'm human and I stuffed it. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I'm not really that good. I don't really enjoy being confrontational, but you know, I'm getting better at it. You know, um, I started working with a HR person earlier this year or last year so I could transition all my contractors into being employees, not the same people, but move the contractors on and bring in employees. And she really helped me with that. You know, I had to let go of an employee who I, you know, I actually really enjoyed working with and just wasn't a good fit for the business anymore. And, you know, my, this HR person's really helped me to be able to have awkward conversations with people. And yeah, I guess that's sort of like what I'm normally it's me helping people with that. You know, I'm always helping bookkeepers to have awkward conversations with their clients about their fees. And, and, you know, I, obviously I struggle with it myself, but it's, you know, we're all on a journey and I'm definitely learning as much as, the next person and you know learning to to be direct without being harsh is definitely an art form um so yeah so that's it and then i guess that leads me to the fourth lesson that i learned which is trust your gut and yeah it is actually okay sometimes to scare someone off by charging a really high fee and making them go away <laughs> I think that's pretty much it. I think, you know, that that's the final lesson, you know, I kind of finished off on saying like, is it okay to do that? But look, you know, at the end of the day, we've all got to kind of muddle our way through lives. And sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. And so I did what I had to do and it went rather well. And it also made a good podcast episode. So anyway, have a great weekend. I'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Bookkeeper's Voice. We'll be back next week, so make sure you subscribe to get future episodes via your favourite podcast app. And if you love this episode, jump on and leave us a review. Are you looking for some resources to help build a more profitable business while creating a savvy brand that your clients will love? Join the Savvy Bookkeeper Facebook group or head to our website, thesavvybookkeeper.com.au. Until next time, stay savvy. Thank you for listening to The Bookkeeper's Voice. We'll be back next week, so subscribe to future episode notifications. Do you want to be more efficient? Get instant access to our free template of the month. Visit thesavvybookkeeper.com.au slash freebie. Would you love to connect with other savvy bookkeepers to get support and ideas? Join the Savvy Bookkeeper Facebook group. Do you need help with pricing, marketing, web design, or business planning? Visit thesavvybookkeeper.com.au to see our services. Until next time, stay savvy.